Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Her name is Brittany Ray. She is a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful, post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. She likes badass milfs and long naps. She's on Twitter at at Britannia, where she can be found attempting journalism and talking about her cat. Welcome to the first installment of our Season 1 Spoilers sections. This is a series in four parts. If you've listened to all of our podcasts in their entirety, you're not missing anything by skipping this series. These are all things you've heard before. You can re-listen for the fun of it if you want, though. I'm not the boss of you. The purpose of this series is for those people who may not be caught up who've been skipping the spoilers sections. We've compiled them here for your convenience so you don't have to go searching for them. You're welcome. Please be warned that from here on out, the whole series is fair game. Let's get started. This is the spoilers section for episodes 101 and 102, Pilot Part 1 and Pilot Part 2. And we do hold music. Okay, so I assume that everyone, everyone who can't do spoilers has left. I'm going to treasure that for the rest of my life. Good. Okay, oh I'm going to go. What? Wait, my number one question in the, I'm, I'm so glad we're at the spoiler segment. I feel like I can finally like relax. Okay. Okay, so my number one question that my cousin asked me while we were watching is, why the hell can the smoke monster not go on the beach? Well, he does in, at the end of uh, Walkabout. Wait, so they're, they just, like, they're on the beach and the smoke monster know they're on the beach, but it just doesn't want to touch them? Well, like, he, the thing is that when we see him on the beach, he's as a different person. Like, he, he's taken the body of Christian Shepherd. Right. So, I think that we need to stop thinking of it as, why can't the monster, and think of it, why isn't M- MIB doing this? Yeah, why w- why is MIB leaving them alone on the beach? I, I don't know. MIB has, like, a bajillion different ulterior motives. I'm just gonna assume that he's thought about it. Okay. That was, like, the number one thing. At the, at the very end of season five, or, sorry, at the very beginning of the... The very beginning of the end of season five, so the season five finale, the beginning of the episode, he's talking about how people come and they corrupt, and I don't know the, I don't remember the exact quote, but something like, they kill and they mess everything up. They come, they fight, they destroy, they corrupt. It always ends the same. It only ends once. Anything that happens before that, it's just progress. Uh-huh. And so I assume he's, like, kind of just staying away for right now. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just, like, watching them to see what they'll do. Yeah. And then hurting them. Doing. So, but when the smoke monster is, slash MIB is out, is that because Ben has sent it after them? Um, I don't think so. I think that okay. he can summon MIB, but also MIB kind of just does what he wants. Okay. At the very beginning... Jack calls, like, there's this dude trapped under a thing, and Jack calls, everyone, come help! Help, everyone! And Locke gets up and just, like, goes over and helps helps the dude. Nothing unusual there. <laughs> and I'm like, 
you know, you learn two episodes from now that, like, he literally just gained his, <laughs> his, like, legs back. Use and his he's, legs. like, up here helping people like a boss. And on the beach, when they bring Rose back to life, Rose had a disease, right? Yes, Rose did have a disease. She had cancer, and so she was dying, and Bernard took her to Australia to see this guy who was supposed to, like, clear her energy and, like, save her or whatever, and he pretty much uh-huh. just says, this is not, like, uh, some. this is, like, a sacred space, but it's not for everybody. It's for uh-huh. a lot of people, but it's not f- for you, and I don't know where yours is, and I'm sorry. And then when they came to the island, they knew where it she was. was like, this is my place. Oh, my God. Shout out to Boone for, like, accidentally basically putting that into fruition. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Bernard then. Okay. So we haven't had the moment where Jack goes and talks to Bernard or talks to Rose about the fact that Bernard is clearly dead, but she's like, no, no, mm-hmm. no he's alive. But she has, we have seen her, like, kissing her ring. I think that this is where Rose and Jack sit and talk about how Bernard isn't dead. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine a giant plane right there? Oh my gosh. And there's where Saeed started walking off. So like, shout out to Bernard for being alive because Rose and Bernard are like, the best. Rose and Bernard and Desmond and Penny are like, the undisputed OTPs. Exactly. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about when Jack and Kate are on the beach and she's like sewing him up and he's telling his story and she's saying, man, I would have run out of that room. Mm -hmm. And Jack says, you're not running now. And it's like, this is a hint and foreshadowing about Kate because that's her whole thing is like running away. She, she cuts and runs. So like, I just wanted to point out that moment. That's also, like, a total Sawyer thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she and Sawyer are so damn similar. Sigh. It makes me emotional. Um, I also wanted to bring up that they've kind of... I don't think anyone's, like, designated him this, but Hurley is, like, uh, in charge of the food. And Hurley becomes in charge of the food in the hatch in season two and ends up having, like, a whole lot of anxiety about it. You know, real original making the fat guy in charge of the food. <laughs> right. I'm not meaning that derogatorily. I mean, like, that's a literal criticism on that choice, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Do they put... I didn't know they put Har- Hurley in charge of the food. Like, for right now? No, in the hatch. Oh, yeah, he ends up being in charge of the food. So there's an episode in season two called Everybody Hates Hugo, and it's all about, like... I love that episode. Charlie coming up and being like, I need peanut butter because Claire wants peanut butter, and he's like, I can't give... I just can't give you peanut butter because I can't give anybody anything right now. And so everybody ends up being angry. So Hurley and Raven Reyes have actually more in common than just their last name. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Hurley got a lot of anxiety from being responsible for the food. Okay. Next. Um, I, I, I do have a question. Is it okay if I just like ask questions? Yeah, ask me questions. Okay. I got you. So I was trying to figure out the timeline of what was happening while the plane was crashing. And that's the exact moment that Desmond didn't push the button, right? Right. So, but we also learn later that Jacob and everybody always wanted them on the island, yes? Yes. So, 
if Des hadn't pushed the button, would they still have wound up on the island? I think somehow they probably all would have wound up on the island, but I also feel like Jacob is kind of like, you know, Jacob's kind of God, and so he was probably like, this is going to be the moment where Desmond goes and finds out that Kelvin isn't telling him the truth, Mm -hmm. and so he's going to go out there and kill Kelvin, and that's going to be the reason. So I feel like either way, it probably would have happened, and Jacob would have found a way for it to happen. So Okay. So, but regardless, that plane crashed because Desmond didn't press the button. Yeah. Okay. It's notice how I managed to make things about Desmond. Yeah, <laughs> of course you did. Um, I, I actually have a point about Desmond. What? Uh, so when I was talking about how Jack has the row to himself, mm-hmm. in the flash sideways at the very beginning of season six, Jack also has the row to himself, but then, like, I think Jack goes to the bathroom to, like, help Charlie because he's a doctor and he, like, gets the heroin out of his throat or whatever, and yeah. then he comes back and Desmond's sitting there. Yeah. And Desmond's was... like, oops, sorry, is this he... your spot? Doesn't he have the sunglasses on there? He has, like, some kind of, like, knowing smirk on his face. Uh, he probably does, and he's reading something, but I cannot recall what it is, but I'd love to talk about it later. Freaking Desmond. Because I guess he just didn't like sitting where he was before. I don't know. But also he had to familiarize Jack with his face. Exactly. Yeah. And then I also had a thing about Locke's scar. I wanted to know if they gave him a scar because Terry had a scar or if they put it on for every episode. And I went through Terry's Google Images search and it seems like they put that scar on every time. Why do you why do you think he needed a scar like that? Do, just because it's like made him kind of sinister looking? It's absolutely because it made him sinister looking. It's such like mm-hmm. it's such a classic villain scar. I was actually thinking that as I was watching the whole episode, is everyone's uh, wounds are placed so aesthetically like mm-hmm. in a in a in an aesthetically pleasing way. <laughs> so like Jack's got like two attractive lines on his face, and yeah. like Claire's got like one little bump on her chin that like you yeah. have as a kid, and then Locke's got like this so ominous villainous spike. <laughs> but I also think that's strange because Locke. Is not a villain. No. Locke's, like, pretty far from that until the end, but that's not even him. Yeah, that's the Man of Black. Loophole Locke. Um, he's pretty- it's, like, if you had a villainous scar on Ben, it would be like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like, totally. Yeah. But that- I feel like that would be, like, too on the nose. They would not do that, you know? (laughs) Instead, they gave him the glasses. Um, okay, next thing I have that drive shaft is not broken up. And he keeps talking about how drive shaft is not broken up, but it, like, it kind of is. And, like, the reason why he was in Australia is to see Liam and try and get him to come back in the band. Oh. Again, and Liam, like, has a family, you know? Forgetfulness strikes, because I remember none of this. That's okay. <laughs> drive shaft is completely broken up, and he, he, he's in the bathroom to try and get those... To get the drugs, yes? Yeah. Okay. Does that have anything to do with those Mary statues? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, the Nigerian plane has landed, and then, like, it falls down because Boone went in it, and then Boone died. Mm -hmm. And then Charlie ended up going to the plane, finding the Mary statues, and then one of them broke and had, like, a whole bunch of heroin in them, and then he kept the Mary statues with him, even after he, like, went through his detox and everything. He, like, still kept them with him. And, and you're like, that why? Made Claire angry. Yeah. Gotcha. 
Um, because then, you know, Echo finds them and he knows what was in them and then smashes them and then Claire's like, you didn't tell me. And Charlie's like, well, well I didn't know, but he did. And he could she didn't want him around Aaron after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do we have anything more to talk about with Jin? Or did we kind of go I think over him we covered it because I can't actually remember what Jin's arc is. Do you want to know? Yeah. I, why was Jin acting the way he was? Okay, so, like, uh, pretty much what happened was, he's like, son, I'd sure like to marry you, let me talk to your dad, and so he's like, okay, you can marry my daughter, but you have to work for me, and then... I remember that. Mr. P- I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. P- pretty much Pike. <laughs> Which, of course. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Mr. Pike was like... If you're gonna keep working for me, and if you're gonna keep being married to my daughter, you have to, like, just do increasingly more awful things. Mm-hmm. And so, at one point, he's like, send this guy a message, and he chooses to, ju- like, he just doesn't understand, and so he goes over and is just like, hey, uh, Mr. Pike's really mad at you. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then he's like, you didn't send the message. And so, he, like, almost... He, he sends another guy with Jin, who's, like, legitimately going to kill the dude. And yeah. instead, Jin runs in and punches and beats up the guy anyway and says, I just saved your life. And then that's when he goes home and has the blood on his hands. And Sun's like, oh my god, what are you doing? Why are you so awful? And so, the reason why they were in Australia is that... I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, just a layover because they had to bring a special watch to someone in L.A. Mm-hmm. Sun was going to leave Jin... That's right. Yeah, and then um, Michael ends up having the watch, and then he's really upset about that, and... But, like... Yeah. Why is Jin being so weird? I feel like it's just because, like... I mean, I I feel like that's just the show leaning on racial tropes. Yeah, I honestly think it's mostly just narrative. Yeah, like, I really feel like that's the show leaning on, like... Because by the time that we get his background, then it's like... It doesn't fit with Jin anymore. He's not like that anymore. No. So, he's just supposed to be unlikable until then. Yeah, it just, like, it seemed to be an uncomfortable controlling stereotype. Yeah. So. Okay. They're finding their ground, clearly. Um, and then I just wanted to say that Locke ended up getting his walkabout, and it's nice. Yes, he did. Oh, and then I want to talk about the numbers. So, uh-huh. 16 hours is how long they had been there. Um, and then I had another one that was about the numbers, I think. Oh, 16 years is how long that Russo's message has been playing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, and then, of course, 815 is the name no, number of the plane. Right. Um, oh, also, if anyone was wondering, that's what my tattoo is. Yeah. It's just the numbers. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And then there was, uh, I think there were 48 survivors. Yeah, but it's 42, and so. I know, but that's what I'm kind of wondering is, does yeah, the number Yeah, how many get... people die and then it goes down. Exactly. Yeah. We should look Oddly. out for that. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. So moving on to pilot part two, I just want to talk about the drive shaft ring really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the drive shaft ring ends up being really important just because he kind of, like, passes it down to Aaron. Yeah. Uh, when he's, like, about to go during Greatest Hits. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up not finding it, and then Sun ends up finding it, I believe, in season six. Oh, wow. In Aaron's little crib, yeah. 
Okay. And then, yeah, just like he got it from Liam and it's not even actually a drive shaft ring. It's like the DS stands for something else, like in their family or whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just love the drive shaft ring because I think it's like really important. It's Charlie. I made a thing called Lostopoly in which I legitimately photoshopped my own Monopoly board for Lost. Oh my lord, please put that on Twitter. It's on Twitter. No, and... on the Fictionado's Twitter. Oh, okay, I will. And one of, like, the pieces that you can play with is Charlie's Drive Shaft Ring. Oh, that's so cool! What are the other yeah. pieces? Um, we have Eloise the Mouse. We have a jar of peanut butter. Of course. A Dharma can. Like a Dharma okay. beer. A yeah. fish biscuit. Oh, of course. Some handcuffs. Russo, or, like, Dan- or, sorry, Alex's slingshot. And I feel like there was one other thing, but I don't remember. Another thing that I wanted to point out is that Claire thinks that uh, Boone is Shannon's boyfriend, but then, like, once we get hearts in mind, it's like, kinda? Uh, Like, uh, I don't know. uh, Um, Also, Sun has to pretend that she can't speak English, and she can. Right? I was trying so hard not to say that. Yeah. As well as, after they break up the fight, Sawyer says to Jack, Whatever you say, Doc. You're the hero. Which, like, literally. Just right on the nose with that one. Just that's it. Okay, uh, the comic book. The comic so, book. So, the comic book in, ends up being Hurley's comic book, because Hurley knows Spanish. And, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much we learned that it had been Hurley's comic book. And also that Walt has this thing where he reads books and then the things that were in the books show up. Does so they ever Walt, actually, like, like, explain how that happens? Um, just that Walt is special. They kind of dropped that Walt thing, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, like, the others took him and they put him in room 23 and then it was a whole thing, yeah. I want to talk about Sawyer and his letter. This is the first time that we see Sawyer and the letter. Yeah, I made sure to mention it in the recap. I was like, he's brooding over a piece of paper. Yeah, a piece of paper. Hmm, I wonder what that is. Hmm, wonder what that is. Robin, tell us what it is. Uh, so it's a letter and it's, like, Dear Mr. Sawyer... Blah, 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 you ruined my life, blah, 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 now my parents are dead, blah, blah, blah. hmm And you think, oh no, Sawyer, what have you done? But in reality, Sawyer has taken the name of the dude who did this to his family, and he's the one who wrote the letter. He wrote the letter. So, and he's still waiting to give the letter. And, you know, in season three, he ends up being able to deliver the letter and then Anthony Cooper won't even listen to him. And then he like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up killing Sawyer, which is what he wanted to do in the first place, you know? Yeah. He finally gets that satisfaction. And it works out for Locke as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when Hollywood and Vines is playing and everything, notice that Saeed helps Shannon up the, the mountain. And Boone is kind of, like, sort of helping and not really doing a very good good job. Sawyer, Sawyer helps Kate. Sawyer helps Kate up the mountain. And yeah. Charlie... <laughs> and Charlie's just trying to get up there by himself. Poor Charlie. His girlfriend's too pregnant to come. Oh, No. Don't remind me of them. Okay. Don't. PB&J. That's their ship name. Did you know that? What? Why is it PB&J? That's Pam and Jim from The Office. Pregnant Babe and Junkie. 
Oh my was, god. Yeah, that's what they were called. Okay, so they're sh- sh- sharing that pic- nickname with uh, Pam and Jim from The Office. Pam, Beasley, and Jim. Yep. Okay, next thing. Uh, Locke talks about Jesus. Like, he says that's older than Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. so that's the first real hint that we get that Locke is, a re- is like, the man of faith. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Jacob and MIB, literally the entire series. <laughs> That's them yeah. all over the place. Next thing, Claire is sitting and writing in her diary, and her diary ends up being a big deal once Claire gets kidnapped in season one, and Charlie, mm-hmm. like, almost reads it a bunch of times. Oh, I forgot about that. And Claire, when she comes back, has, like, lost a lot of her memory, and so reads her diary to get her memory back. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. Claire got kidnapped a lot. Another thing is that Kate's like, Does anybody know how to use a gun? But, like, she clearly has does know how to use a gun and also she's used this before when they're in like the bank and she's yeah. like i don't know how to use a gun but i do think that that was real good acting because she like dropped the magazine out of it and then totally pretended that she didn't know that there were bullets in the chamber still right like so you did to be like there's bullets in the chamber and she's like oh yeah like sh- how many times has she done this you know, because if you, like, just totally knew how to use a gun, you'd be, like, still holding it because you know that- You know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good- It's a nice detail. It's a smart cookie. Mm-hmm. But that's also, like, one of the things that I couldn't remember watching the episode. I was like, doesn't Kate know how to use a gun, like, pretty well? She definitely does. But the thing I wonder is if the writers knew that Kate knew how to use a gun. Right. Like, maybe they hadn't developed that yet. Yeah. So, with Kate and the Marshal, whose name is Edward Mars, which we learned mm-hmm. in season three, um, he has been following her for years, and, you know, sometimes she'll, like, call him and be like, please leave me alone, and he'll be like, where are you? Uh, like, he's <laughs> literally been, like, on her tail for ages, and when she says, I have one favor to ask, it ends up being Ray Mullen. She wants him to get his reward because he has a hell of a mortgage. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Rousseau and her... Uh, Rousseau. transmission. Okay. So, Rousseau, I guess all I really have to say is that Rousseau showed up, made a transmission, had a baby, got it taken away, then went psycho. That's pretty much what happened with Rousseau. I feel so bad for Rousseau. Me too, and then even when she has the chance to leave, she's just like, nah. Can't do it. I'm a chill. Ben ruined her life. No, it's true. Yeah. And I, she doesn't really ever get, like, her revenge for that, does she? Um, she punches him in the face once. You know what? That's good. Yeah. We can work with that. The very last thing that I wanted to talk about was something that I really love about rewatching Lost is that I get something new every single time I watch it. And so mm-hmm. I noticed something new. Oh. And, um, it's that when Mars, like the Marshal, reaches up to, like, grab Jack's shirt and say, where is she? Mm-hmm. He has a ring on his left hand. Oh, so he was married. So he was married. Oh, wow. So, wow. we didn't know that before. No. Interesting. Yeah. That's just something I I realized. A little character detail. Yeah. I like it. Well, if you stayed tuned for our uh, spoiler (laughs) segment, we appreciate it. Where it was mostly me asking Robin questions because I can't remember anything. That's my job here. She, Lostpedia is on the internet, but my Lostpedia is Robin. I literally have spent so much time on Lostpedia, it's ridiculous. 
Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y on, like, loads of different things. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And our Facebook is Facebook.com slash The Aficionados. And our Patreon is Patreon.com slash The Aficionados. And that's it. We did it. Last episode. I mean, the first episode. That's it. That, that's all, folks. Okay, I think we're out. I think we're out, fam. Thanks Be for ready joining us. Tabula Rasa and Walkabout next week. I don't or know how to pronounce next that word. Next time. I don't know how long it's going to be. Next time on Lost. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you for reals. Bye. 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 Terrific. This is the spoilers section for episodes 103 and 104, Tabula Rasa and Walkabout, featuring Sarah. Do, 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 <laughs> All right, it's spoiler time. Sarah, say the thing you've been wanting to say. The man in black. I love the man in black. The man in black is actually my favorite character, and I'm so excited that we finally got the first appearance of the man in black. Yay. How is the man in black your favorite character? Okay, I have a thing about Jacob and the man in black, and I don't really understand why. I can't. I like villains, okay? If you okay. give me a complicated villain who really thinks that they're just doing the best thing for themselves and it doesn't, like, wake up twirling a mustache, like, how shall I ruin your life? That's my favorite thing. It's why Pike worked for me. It's why the man in black works for me. Like, if you think about it, the man in black, his life sucks. And it's not fair. He never asked for this. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have CJ a question for kidnapped you, him. <laughs> Give That's me your horrible. thoughts on Martin Kimi. Oh, man. I... I will say I am not emotionally attached to Kimi the way I am to the man in black. Yeah. But I really do like Kimi. I think Lost does a good villain. Yeah, like, um, I agree. But I also, like, Kimi is, like, the umbrage of Lost to me. He's straight up. It's so funny because he, he doesn't, I will say this, like, they don't, usually their villains at least have some sort of, like, underpinning where you can kind of understand him. Kimi's just a jerk. He's just yes, a yep, jerk. Evil. But I really like Kevin Durand. And I think I just... Mm -hmm. I enjoy the way he has fun playing Kimi. True. Like, yeah. you can tell that he just got to work and he was like, I love being the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not sad about him when he dies. I don't have any particular, like, meta about him. I don't think about his childhood. Yeah. But I do enjoy He's no him. Ben Linus. Oh, yeah. Oh. No. Ben Linus is not. my, is, I love the man in black, but Ben Linus, oh my god. Like, when I think about a good villain, I always come back to Ben Linus. Oh, the milk. Literally, like, there was, like, a the Rolling milk. Stones or, like, a Times, like, list of best TV villains, mm -hmm. and it was, like, a hundred of them or whatever, and Ben was number one. He deserves he, it. For good Agree. reason. Agree. Yes. Because, he's, like, Ben is, like, you, he, you, they force you to empathize with Ben, but you never forget that Ben has done monstrous things. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, 
And again, it comes back to the things of, like, the things that damaged us are the things that make us damage other people. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's been in a nutshell. It really is. Yeah. Like, so it's like, daddy didn't love him enough, so I guess he has to become a bunny boiler. The great thing about loving the villains of Lost is it's not the sort of cultural thing that everyone does now where they excuse villains for their actions. So you see, like, mm-hmm. this hyping mm-hmm. up of characters like Kylo Ren or of Loki, yeah. where it's just like, oh, he's just misunderstood. With <laughs> Lost, it's, no, this person is a villain, and you can love them and see their backgrounds and stuff while also recognizing that they're a crappy person sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you don't excuse your their actions. I think a lot of people and a lot of shows don't understand the difference between understanding someone and excusing someone. Like, a lot of shows Mm -hmm. now, when you introduce the tragic villain background, unfortunately, it's done to to negate their villainy. To say, oh, no, 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 they're sad. So it doesn't matter that they murdered all these people. They're sad. (laughs) Which is, like, what the Star Wars prequels tried to do for Darth Vader. Exactly. So now on Lost, it's... They're sad, but also you should hold them to account for all the terrible things they did while understanding that they became this person for a reason. Probably it wasn't their choice. You are, we are all the product of our upbringing, etc. and so on. Yeah, which is why the Man in Black and Ben are perfect villains. Oh, yeah. And it's, I think that's why the Man in Black works for me, is because I understand him. He's trapped on this stupid island. He never asked to be there. It's not fair. Like, yeah. it's really not fair. Mm-hmm. And also, he see, you know, he sees humanity wash in and out. And as much as I love people, we're kind of garbage. Like, yep. mm-hmm. people are, in my view, neutral slash selfish with the capability for great good and great evil. Mm-hmm. And that's just who we are as people. Like, we're not good or bad. Mm -hmm. We're capable of both. But with the man in black, I mean, he's seeing the kind of people who are shipwrecking on this island aren't the awesomest of people, especially once they're trapped there. Yeah. So all he's seeing is the worst parts of humanity. And he's come to believe that it's like, why should I stay on this stupid island (laughs) If, and you're telling me that if I leave, something will hap- bad will happen to the world? Yeah. What do I care? Like, this mm-hmm. is my world, and it sucks. I'm done with yeah. it. And I think that's why I like him so much, is you can understand exactly why the man in black got to be the man in black. And mm-hmm. I can even I can't say that after, you know, I don't know that I would be Jacob. And But then again, Jacob is also, in a way... Kind of a dick. Yeah, no, Jacob's Jacob a, dick. a jerk. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's interesting that Jacob and the man in black both share this kind of condescension towards humanity and they just take it in very different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to just go through all of the times in these two episodes when they brought up the numbers. Oh, yes. Yes, so do it. Kate says that, or it's revealed that Kate walked 15 kilometers. Oh, yep. and that Ray Mullen's wife died eight months, months ago. ago. Her reward uh, for her arrest $23, was $23,000. Oh my God. I was about to say 23 pops up a lot. <laughs> the plane rose. 
Oh, yeah, played rows, yes. yeah. Yeah, Jackson 23, yep. uh, row 23. He's been talking to Helen for eight months. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, he's lived with his wheelchair and condition four for four years. Oh, my God. Wow, they really did this mm-hmm. early, didn't they? Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's all over. Mm-hmm. Their Easter eggs are just ridiculous. Yeah. Now I'm just going to go through the ones that aren't the numbers and we'll start talking about okay. things. Okay, so the first one I have is that Boone tries to steal the gun. And that might be foreshadowing for the fact that later in season one, Boone tries to, or steals the water. Oh, okay. And Boone is always like taking things and then thinking that he's doing the right thing and making things easier for people by taking things and taking things into his own hands. Yep. Boone, spoiler alert, it's not. (laughs) Sorry, bro. I think it's also like you have people, like essentially this is Boone's whole thing of like, I see a problem. Are you going to fix it? Are you going to fix it? Are you going to fix it? Leading up to the point where he starts trying to fix it and he does terribly. Just terribly. So the next one was Jack tells Kate, I am not a murderer. Uh, <laughs> and so I went on to Lostpedia and there is a lovely page called the, that's just under the title Kills. And <laughs> it has all of the characters and how many people they killed and who it was. So I went on here and it actually is really sad because Man in Black has 47 and then it's just a giant list of people that he killed. Saeed's got 17. Uh, ben has got 8. Echo has 8. Jack up here with a 6. So Jack has killed 6 people. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is he, I mean, he, all of these were after he said, I'm not a murderer. You could kind of technically count uh, the patient with his dad. Yeah, that's true. Like, he, he hasn't, like, killed people for the reason of killing them. Because, uh, but he has killed people because... Oh, yeah. yeah. I read that as as defensiveness. when mm-hmm. he's Because he's still so tied up in what happened with his father that I read it as... Like, even though the firing and his dad, you know, running off to Australia was obviously pre-canon a bit, Jack is still so obsessed with that that I yeah. thought that was a knee-jerk response of, like, he's angry. He's not angry at her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think when he yells, I'm not a murderer, it's about Kate at all. No, no, definitely. I think it's all about his guilt over his dad and the fact that he feels responsible for that person's death. But, like, Jack's list is Edward Mars, which was euthanasia. Right. Then three Dharma Initiative members in Incident Part 1, and one Dharma Initiative member in Incident Part 2, and then the man in black. But there's also a note here that says he attempted to kill Locke, which he did. I think it was the beginning of Season 4, when he points the gun at Locke and pulls the trigger. But there's nothing in it. Oh. And I feel like... I have forgotten about that. That's almost like the biggest Jack's a murderer moment. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, especially because that's the first time he's tried to kill somebody since Edward Mars. That was, like, a turning point for him. I agree. But the the saddest part about this list is, like, Charles Widmore has six, Sawyer (laughs) has five, blah, 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 um, loads of different people, and then you've got, then you go down to, uh, our buddy, um, Desmond. (laughs) And it says- Did someone say Desmond? Over- over 252. <laughs> oh. 
because oh, he no. killed Kelvin, and then most people on Oceanic Flight 815. Oh, oh, oh boy. no! Oh no! <laughs> but my it also boy. says accidental in uh, in brackets. Poor Desmond. Oh, this poor guy. Yeah. He didn't mean it. He just wanted to go outside. Wait, I have another huh. thing. Charlie says to Locke, I used some tribal flutes in a, once in a recording session. I'm in a band. Locke knows he's in a band. Later in season one, he's talking to him about Driveshaft and how he's heard their albums and was a big fan of, like, this album and this album and this mm-hmm. album. And it's like, mm-hmm. he's telling this thing to, like, and obviously I doubt the writers knew this when they were yeah. writing it, but he's telling it to a man who knows and is familiar with his <laughs> band and just hasn't said anything to him. <laughs> Uh, that's so Locke, though. I can genuinely picture Locke waiting, like, a week to be like, oh, yeah, no, I totally listen to your band. He's like, oh, yeah, my favorite album was this one, but I think that you could have used less of this and this one. Okay, but, like, Locke would. The last thing that I have in the spoiler thing for Tubula Rasa is the relationship between Kate and Edward Mars, mm-hmm. but we kind of talked about that a lot. Did you guys want to say anything else about it? I think we pretty much nailed the big tent poles while avoiding, like, concrete spoiler stuff so i think we're pretty good okay cool wait i have a quick i have a question about kate (laughs) sure okay yes guys what the fuck did kate do oh she uh she blew up uh she blew up her mom's house with her stepdad oh that's right yeah the abusive stepdad i genuinely ends up not actually being her stepdad and that's why she kills him because it turns out that he was her dad the whole time right okay thank you i have such a thing for Kate. Like, I'm so sad that they never, like, we get Jack's daddy issues in full, but they kind of, yeah. like, flit in and out mm-hmm. of Kate's parent issues. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I really care yeah, about. Yeah, I care so much yeah. more about Kate's relationship with her parents than I do Jack. I wish we could have oh. seen more flashbacks with Wayne in them. Yeah. Agree. That was the thing I wanted to say. That was what I forgot about spoilers, is that moment where Kate takes a chance on trusting Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where she, you can, it's against her, like, best instincts. This is clearly, I mean, if you think about it, she's been betrayed by both her parental figures. Like, one yeah. was abusive, and then it turned out was her actual father and terrified her that she might be a, that she might carry parts of him. Yeah. And then her mom turns her in. Yeah, exactly. So, having this moment of, like, this kindly father figure yet again turn on her is so hard to watch Mm -hmm. like like the fact that kate is still a semi-functioning human being is kind of a miracle oh my god right like kate the girl's got a spine of steel to to not be just like on the beach like my life is garbage and i never want to do anything again (laughs) but like that's why she's the actual hero of this show because we see all of jack stuff and and it's such a female male thing that like females kind of have to be the ones who hold everything together yeah and like that's so much jack and kate's relationship is kate always has to hold it together and so the show shows us like everything that jack went through and while it's really nice to see a man like emote and do all of these things that like we don't traditionally associate with like masculine or masculinity which is like a lot of people made fun of jack for that and like that's where the whole jeers joke came from but the show actually exploring his emotional range was really interesting, mm-hmm. but that was, I felt, often at the expense of Kate. I agree. I agree. You can, I think, and I think this is where, like, I don't mean to say that having a parent who is somewhat of 
of a jerk is not a hardship. Very clearly, Jack did not have a happy childhood or life. Mm -hmm. But if you mark Jack's parental trauma up against Kate's parental trauma, the show puts so much more weight on the fact that Jack's dad was neglecting, neglected him and had, was too demanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what Kate went through is like so much worse and so much bigger. And the show downplays her pain and plays up his. And I think it's because they had, like the parent angst was supposed to belong to Kate. Yeah. Right. That's the Kate thing. But once Jack is still alive, you have to, like, Jack ends up taking bits and pieces, I think, from Saeed and Kate. And you can see that a lot of the time, especially when those three have to interact together, it's almost uneasy because they don't really know how to keep two characters who are fulfilling the same narrative yeah. obligation on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's why Jack and Kate so often, I think, end up folding back to what do our our, our sex parts want to do to each other? Yeah. Like, are we into each other? Do we want to rub faces? Or are we the exact same character? Exactly. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's, they fall back too much on the romance with them. And I think it's because Jack ends up taking a lot of the plot lines that were meant to belong to Kate. Yeah. And like, Sad. if you're going to have a bad dad contest... Penny, Kate wins. Locke and Kate have <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yep. and I mean, it's, obviously, it's not a, it's not a contest. But it's not a competition. Have a contest. Penny, Kate, and uh, Locke would probably be up there. Yeah, yeah. I might give a uh, an honorable mention, honorable mention to, to Sawyer. Oh, Sawyer and Son. Yeah, the, uh, mm -hmm. the bad dad show. Yep, the bad dad and the conspicuously absent moms. Yep. Yeah. The, this show is not a great one for parents. Like, I was trying to think the other day, like, how many great dads are there on Lost? Well, well yeah. Jin's dad is great. <laughs> like, you kind of, you kind of start falling apart after that. Uh-huh. After who? Who are we talking about first? Jin's father. Oh, is Jin, fantastic. yes. That's who I was going to bring up. I wanted to make sure that, that that we weren't saying the same person. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. He's lovely. And then, and like, then everyone else's father sucks. Hurley's mom <laughs> is okay, right? She's. Yeah. I go back and forth. I personally, I I can't the remember. The way they deal with Hurley's weight really bothers me. Ah, uh, I yeah. see. That's I valid. do not, I do not like it, especially as someone who used to be very overweight. It's every time they, they take Hurley down to just being fat. It's, like, it's so annoying. I'm just gonna make a fat joke. Like, and the fact that even we're, even the people who like Hurley, even the people we're supposed to like who like Hurley, the way they devalue his size and the way his plot almost tends to revolve around his size mm -hmm. yeah. feels very uncomfortable. It's his me. identifying feature. And, like, television has not moved on from that. Nope. No. Nope. Poor Jorge. And it's and even the show makes him the butt of the joke. Yep. And it, it's very, it, that's another thing that really, I mean, let's be real here, fat phobia is one of the, the things we have not leapt forward on, yeah, on representation. Yeah. But it's even, it's even harder to watch now how much they take him down to, this dude's fat and that's hilarious. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't like it. Speaking of Hurley. Yes. I heard uh, I should say. In Walkabout... Hurley and Sawyer are fighting mm -hmm. and everything. And, like, now, like, Hurley and Sawyer are actually, like, pretty good friends. 
Yeah. When you, like, look yeah. up, like, at the, the whole, the series as a whole, like, they have their issues, but. They get along more often than they don't. Yeah. I think there's not a lot of conflict there for them, right? Like, they don't actually have a lot of issues with each other. It's pretty hard to have a conflict with Hurley at all. Yeah. Like, Hurley's whole role is to be the conciliator. He's the peacemaker. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it's interesting. Like, I was in in kind of rewatching older episodes just to remind me of things. It's Hurley is the emotional heart of the show. Yeah, agree. Yeah. If you take away Hurley, the show doesn't work as well, mm-hmm. but also the characters don't come together like they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it feels, or Claire fulfills a similar but not a central function. Yeah, they really move her away from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, I don't, I don't know why they did that. If they decided they wanted to take her somewhere else, or if they decided Hurley worked better. But there's, there's this thing of he's so. I mean, Hurley is the guy. It's like, how do you fight with Hurley? He doesn't want to fight with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. He wants everybody to get along. And he does it in a way that isn't annoying. Yeah, exactly. He's never annoying. No. And, like, I remember people hating Hurley. What? Yeah. Yeah. People, oh, Hurley was very widely disliked. And I, I don't, to this day, I have to kind of wonder if the weight part played into it. Because people were mean about him. It did in the same way that the hatred of Michael was for a reason. Oh, do not, oh, the racism in Or Michael. the hatred oh, of Kate boy. was for a reason. Like, yep. when this show was airing... I mean, like, I I don't like Michael, but that's not because of that. It's because oh, no, no. he makes decisions that I dislike. No, we're talking about, like, oh. vitriolic levels. Like, No, yeah. Oh, yeah, where... like, the, the fan response yeah. more than, than like... Uh, it's like with Pike. Um, I've pointed this out a couple times with Pike, where... Unfortunately, if you put a big black man in a role, people, a lot of them will respond differently than if you put, like, uh, a slender white man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. our societal conditioning is like, oh my god, scary, racist thoughts, mm-hmm. let's immediately jump there. And I think Michael being a black man and the stereotypes about black men and fatherhood, exactly. unfortunately, really poisoned the well there. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because the story of Michael and fatherhood is actually fascinating. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, there's so really much. Is. And I think it's, uh, I, I don't, I don't remember. I recall hearing some sort of internal drama, but apparently the actor was not happy with some of the things they did with Michael. I wouldn't have been happy yeah. either. Me either. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I think Michael is a character that, there are some characters who end up getting shortchanged by the narrative who have really great, like, the foundations of their house are fantastic, mm-hmm. and then once you move up to the actual house, you're like, uh, you didn't build quite the house that your foundations deserve. And I truly think and I'm sad. Of the, sorry, go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was just going to say that Harold Perrineau is so talented and he could do oh, so much more. Oh, so good. With he really, when they yeah. let him, when they let him work, he's just next level. And, like, I truly feel like a lot of that, because Lost came of popularity when the internet age and, like, criticism was really coming into its own, too, that played a huge role in how characters like he and, like, people who found Claire annoying, like, what happened to them. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Because, like, there were people who hated Claire. Claire was gone for all of season five. 
Yeah. I mean, this is the show where they literally killed off characters in an episode that was meant to point out how bad they sucked. Yep. So... I have mixed feelings about about fan-creator interaction on that level. I mean, not interaction at all, but just the thing of... How much it influences writing. Yeah, like, it's the glee factor. Yeah. You, you want to please your audience, you do not want to pander to your audience. Exactly. I want to talk about Randy. Yes, please, okay. can we? I hate Randy. Okay, so Randy, we learn, has is actually has been the boss of two separate main characters. So Randy was Locke's boss here, but he was also Hurley's boss at Mr. Klux. Wait, what? Um, yeah, Randy. Same dude, Randy Nation. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, wasn't he the manager? Yeah, he was. And then uh, when Hurley bought Mr. Klux, Randy was like his, was like his employee. Yes, I remember that. Oh my god. Because he was a jerk to both of them. Okay, forgot all about that. Yeah, Randy was a thing. Okay. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out was that Jack says that Kate has a hard time staying in one place. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just, like, you know, that's Kate's entire thing. Like, congratulations. You've summed her up. Also, Claire comes and talks to Jack, and we can talk a little bit about how Claire and Jack end up being half-siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was watching, yeah. and I, I have to say, and I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, I don't like that choice. No, I hate it. Oh, yeah, thank God. It's a little God. weird. Okay. It, it didn't it, it, fit. It's that everybody has to be related thing, and I don't... It's why I, I strenuously object to the idea that Kane could be Octavia or Bellamy's father, or Sinclair could be Ravens. Not everyone has to be related. We don't need secret family members, guys. And, like, when that happened, that was a shark-jumping moment. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I thought that was one of their more off-the-rails choices. Okay, Michael says he can't take credit for raising Walt, and Michael wasn't even planning on taking Walt when Susan died. Brian was supposed to, because Brian adopted Walt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Brian was like, no, that kid kind of scares me, and I can't deal with it by myself. You have to take him. And then Michael ends up being like, Brian really wants to stay with you, but... He, but it's, I'm the one who gets to, even though that's not true. Yeah, that was a true parental moment. That is one of the best Michael's moments. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Michael could take, could take a little bit of, like, Michael could teach Walt a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, too, it's, it's, it's a moment of just pure selflessness. Yeah. Because he knows that this is going to make Walt dislike him even more. Like, yeah. they already have friction, there's already these issues, but he can't take away another person from Walt. Like, he won't be responsible for the person who breaks Walt's heart yeah. one more time. And that's such a parent thing to do, because that, that's what being a parent is. Yep. It's looking your kid in the eye and saying, I know you're going to hate me for this. I know that this is not what you want, and I know that this is, you know, a choice that's going to cause friction between us. But I care so much about you. I would rather have you mad at me than have you hurt in whatever way what I'm doing is going to prevent. Yeah. You know what this is? Hmm. This is Wells. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Oh my God. It really is. But like in that case, I will maintain to my dying breath that Abby had no idea that Wells did that. Oh, I agree. No, no, no possible way. But, mm-hmm. like, it's 100%, like, it's when you love someone, you want to save them from that, from any kind of pain. And 
you know, whether or not that's good for them is a whole other thing. But for Michael, that was probably the first true parenting moment he's ever had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, honestly, for Michael, I think that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once a child, and he's just lost his mother, unfortunately, like, and I think this is a thing, too, of where the relationship between Walt and Michael, when they write it well, is such a beautiful example of parenthood, of learning mm-hmm. to be a parent, of learning to care about someone else more than your own life. And it's, I just think it's it's that beautiful moment of, Walt's a child, and he he doesn't need to be shattered one more time. He yeah. doesn't need to be told that it's quite literally, quote, his fault yeah. that, you know, he's not wanted. He's not enough. He's too freaky. So that's the moment where if you're that parent, it's the responsible move to step in and to protect your child because an adult should never say that to a child. Yeah. Like, never. No kid should be like, my stepfather thinks I'm a horrible demon child and doesn't want to take care of me. <laughs> so like, that's horrible. That. <laughs> I I wanted to also bring up the fact that Hurley says that he used to go fishing with his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his dad, like, Hurley has daddy issues too. His yeah. dad yeah. left, and then when he came back, he only came back for the money because Hurley won the lottery. Wow, I didn't know Hurley and I had the same dad. And so the fact that he's bringing up his dad is really weird. Uh, And then also, we don't really need to talk a whole lot about Nadia, but just the fact that Nadia's being brought in already is important. Also, there's a fun fact regarding this picture of Nadia. It it was, like, originally, like, some random girl, but then they shot Solitary beforehand, and then they were like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool, now we can put our actual picture of Nadia where that was. Oh, they did! I wondered how they hooked that Yeah! Yeah. That's, that's, okay. You have so many fun facts. I love the yes, fun I, facts. You need, like, um, a fun fact song or something. That's oh nice. God. I should work on like that. Like, a little, like, chime or, like, a little jingle to indicate that Robin's yeah. about to share something. I like that. Let's do it from now on. Okay. Fun facts with Robin. <laughs> use that, use that, use that. I have a question about Helen. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. that girl's... I feel like it's not. Do you think that girl's name is really Helen, or Locke was just like, I'm gonna call you Helen because of the Helen from before in I, his life? I think he just calls her Helen. Yeah. And my, I think the he impression, someone named Helen. It, it could be. Although, honestly, this is a, a... This is gonna be one of those things where you're gonna make fun of me for knowing things like the coke nail. But um, <laughs> most women who work sex lines do not use their real names. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's far too dangerous. Okay, that makes sense. So I would not have been shocked if he asked if they had someone named Helen or if he just straight up said, I'm going to call you Helen. Okay. I, by the way, I assumed his friend didn't know that she's not the old Helen. Yeah, oh. either that or he's just like doesn't know that she's she's yeah, not an actual like, person that he talks to. Actually, I kind of assumed that he had referred to Helen previously, like the actual Helen, and then when that oh. went belly up, he just kept talking about Helen, and he never updated. Like, P.S. Now Helen is a lady I call on the sex line. Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> is that not? Yeah. Because yeah. think about Locke having to admit that he lost her. That he had this woman who was devoted and was, you know, way less hung up on his disability than he was. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and he screwed it all up because it's his fault. God yeah. love Locke, but it's 1,000% his fault, and I can see him not being able to own that. Yeah. And kind of living in a fantasy world where if I'm telling these people Helen is still around, maybe Helen is still around. Yeah. <sighs> that's harsh. Another it's thing sad. is... sad. Bernard's not dead. <laughs> that's just nope. it. Bernard Tailies! Rose is always right. Also, um, there's a fun fact. What, what's my thing? I don't know what it is. Fun facts with Robin. Okay, cool. Yeah, into it. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Someone said that they had a rental receipt for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, are you okay. with me? Yeah. I am. The movie tells a story of a group of people invited to a factory who are secretly candidates to replace the man currently running it. Oh my god, oh my that's... God. Shut I up. I never... Shut up. And I'm obsessed with their literary Easter eggs. That's amazing. Oh my god. Snaps! That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say is the kind of we're already getting into the man of science, man of faith dichotomy yeah, yeah. between all the characters. I have written down here, Kate, Locke, and Rose are standing in for the man of faith in this time around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then you have the man of science with you've got Jack poking holes in things, you've got Saeed, you've got Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they're already building up that dichotomy. Like, I know... The show kind of boils it down to Jack v. Locke, but really it is the conflict of the show. You have people who believe in logic and people who believe in faith, Mm -hmm. and they're constantly clashing. So thank you so much for sticking around. If you uh, stayed and listened to the spoiler segment of the podcast, we wanted to give another big thank you to Sarah for joining us for this episode. My beautiful tropical starfish. We'll see you next you season, starfish. yeah? Yes, please. <laughs> I will come back literally anytime. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, can you tell us where we can find you on social media again? Yes. I can be found on Twitter at OscarMiked, all one word, and I can be found on Tumblr at Nolzian, just like Beyonce's last name. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much on everything. I don't know, not even just Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Britannia, and uh, that's the only place that I'm Britannia except for Tumblr, but don't go find that. (laughs) (laughs) Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash theafficionados. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. Okay, that's it. We did it. It's real long, but it's for you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Right behind you, jackass. This is the spoiler section for episode 105, White Rabbit. The episode featured Meta, but she was watching along with us, so she doesn't appear in the spoiler section. That was I like that this has become a theme. Do you think that tune is copyrighted? Well, I thought we decided that it probably well, it was, but not if we sing it. Probably. Yeah. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the rest of the stuff in this Watership Down thing. Okay. 
Okay, so we've got, in the story, the concept of death is symbolically represented by a black cloud. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yep. There are numerous references to female rabbits having difficulties carrying their chil- their kittens to term. Oh, okay. So that's, re- that's, uh, that's relevant. Mm. It's just like the whole reason Juliet came to the island, but you know. Yeah. Did they get the entire idea for Lost, like, from this book? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, and then uh, the story explores the themes of exile, survival, heroism, political responsibility, and the making of a hero and a community. Wow. Yeah. Lost creator J.J. Abrams also gained exposure to the works and teachings of Joseph Campbell while attending blah, blah, blah. Okay, so so J.J. Abrams knew what he was doing. Got yeah. it. He was like, yeah, I'm going to make a TV show about this book, but it's not going to be the book. Okay, so I'm going to start with my spoilers. Here we go. Okay. First of all, Charlie says, I can't swim. I, what, what is that about? Charlie can swim. Charlie's a liar. He's just a, he says he's a coward. In the first, in the first, sorry, in the second episode, Charlie calls himself a coward. Uh And this is kind of an example of that because Charlie can swim. And we know from the episode Greatest Hits and beforehand, Charlie volunteered. One of, one of his greatest hits is, I get, I'm really, (laughs) I'm really serious about this. One of Charlie's greatest hits is learning how to swim with his dad. I think. I'm pretty sure it was his dad. And he volunteers to go down to the looking glass because yeah. he's a strong swimmer. Right. Of course. The entire concept of not Penny's boat. So either they were like, oh, Charlie can't go because he can't swim. I don't know. And then later they were like, actually, Charlie can swim. Or they're already like, bet Charlie can swim, but he's just doesn't want to go out there because he's scared. Which I like, I'll buy either one. Either one is plausible. Yeah. The next one I had was that. Sawyer asks Shannon for $5,000 and says that she's probably good for it. But we know from her episode in season two that she's not. She's so, she doesn't have anything. And that's why she has been playing Boone, getting him to give her money because Sabrina, Boone's mom, wouldn't give her anything that she got from her dad's will. Yeah. So that's just, that's a thing. Just because she acts Percy doesn't mean she has stuff. Exactly. And that makes me extra sad knowing that because then she, like, I don't know if Shannon thinks that Sawyer, knows if Sawyer is serious or not. She just doesn't want to owe Sawyer anything. Like, maybe the reason why she doesn't take the thing is because she's like, I don't have $5,000. Yeah, that and, like, she's like, I would rather die of, like, sand flea bites than owe Sawyer anything. Yeah, true. The next thing I had was from the uh, flashback, she's talking about what he did like what christian did yeah and we know what he did do you want to remind those of us who might have forgotten <laughs> sure okay. just like you know just like as helpful for like you know people listening definitely not for sure. me of course of yeah. course so pretty much what happened was christian is an alcoholic and at one point he went uh to work he was called he was he was on call <laughs> uh for the hospital and he came uh having had quite a few drinks at lunch and someone ended up dying because, uh, because he was drunk. Yeah. And so instead of covering for him, Jack decided to do the right thing, um, do the right thing, tell them what happened. And his father's license was taken away, which was the right thing to do, but also sent him spiraling even further and like basically ultimately led to his death right yes yeah oh boy i would never want to be jack yeah no (laughs) jack goes through a lot but 
the other thing that I had that kind of goes really well with that is that he's saying that the car company wouldn't rent him a car, and he says, My father is the chief of surgery. But he says is and doesn't say was. I wonder if they hadn't worked that out yet. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. Jack just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> then I added a spoiler thing for Charlie's tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. Charlie's fingers still say late, hey? Yep. When does he change it to fate? Uh, it started as fate and he changed it in the second episode. Oh, gotcha. Keep okay. Fate. Yeah. Oh, wait. The comedy film. That's not what I wanted. Oh, also the man in black is a dick. Yeah, yeah, this is all man in black. (laughs) Like, messing with Jack that badly that he thinks he's going crazy? Mm -hmm. What was his agenda there? Man in black's just trying to, like, I don't even know. What was the point of messing with Jack like that? I don't know. It was probably just to tie him even further to the island, right? Like, just psychologically torture him. And then the next thing is just that Saeed is, like, interrogating Sun, and she's like, I don't understand, I don't understand, but we know that she does. Yeah, I was like, okay, son, like, we all know the jig is up. Yeah. Sawyer says, I made this birthday wish four years ago. That's a four. Oh, right. Oh, and then Jack is saying that it's a hallucination, like, in his personal, in his medical opinion, and we know it's not, which is kind of what we just talked about. Yeah, it's less of a hallucination, more of an evil thing trying to mess with him. Yeah. Uh, Locke says, I looked into the eye of the island and what I saw was beautiful. But we know there is an actual eye of the island. And that's, that's what I was trying to remember. Yeah. So that's where Jacob and MIB were taken to. Yeah. Where the light is in season six. And it's interesting that he says the smoke monster is the eye of the island because that's how the smoke monster was made. Like MIB was put into the light and that's how the smoke monster came out. Yeah. So, but he's not the eye of the island. He just is some, he, he comes from the eye of the island. He is something that like will always be on the island. Yeah. Which is, like, I I can see where Locke, like, obviously they hadn't planned out any of the Jacob and MIB stuff, but you can see where Locke would mm-hmm. be mistaken there. Yeah. Because he thinks that's the most mystical thing about the island so far. Uh, another thing is just that all the dolls in the pool uh, is kind of foreshadowing to the Virgin Mary statues. That's what I thought. Yeah, to, uh, like, later this season in the Nigerian plane and with the heroine and stuff. Yeah. And Echo. And then lastly, for the rest of my spoilers, this is going to be a really short spoiler section, but my last thing for the spoilers was that he says we have to land in LAX in 16 hours, and that's a 16. Oh, I never caught that. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more? Um, I was trying to remember... Um, who is the person drowning that Desmond goes to save? Claire. It, okay, so it's Claire, right? Yes. Okay. I could, I, it was just really bugging me, because I was remembering, like, when someone was drowning, I was like, oh, it's Claire out there. And then I was like, no, 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 Desmond's not here, that can't be Claire. Yeah, that's season three after he gets his, his, like, psychic abilities, and then yeah. Charlie's like, how did you know that? And he's like, I heard her. And he's like, you were like a mile in on the island. He's like, don't liar. worry about it, brother. Yeah. Brava. Brava. So once again, thank you so much for listening. This was a really short spoiler section. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble soon, and loads of other places at The Aficionados, including Patreon. If you donate to us on Patreon, we have a bunch of tiers with different donation levels. We will shout you out basically no matter what, I think. 
um, yeah. for donating to us. Um, we said that was a $5 tier, I think, but, like, we just like talking about the nice people who help us, so yeah. we're just going to put it on there anyway. I am hoarding a whole bunch of the hundred deleted scenes that I'm going to put up as patron or Patreon-only, like, perks. So if you sign up, you will get to listen to me be dumb and Robin be much smarter than me, uh, except for <laughs> one time. Oh, when was that? Do you remember? I'm not telling you. Uh, okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. 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 Look at me. Hey, I'm talking to you. This is the spoilers section for episode 106, House of the Rising Sun, featuring Britney's cousin, Jillian. Do, 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 We said do do so many times. <laughs> Stop! You're a grown adult. <laughs> Welcome not. to the spoiler segment. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I have forgotten everything. I don't even know what the moth is about. Guys, they could have used that bee bomb on the others. <laughs> talk to me about the bee bomb. You wanted to talk about the bee bomb in the spoiler segment. <laughs> because I think, the I think that's what they should use to torture Benry. Oh my god. <laughs> like they try to get Benry to talk and they should just release the bees on <laughs> No, you know the worst part is he'd enjoy it. Okay, but he would. <laughs> yeah. No, he would probably just like talk to the bees. Yes. And they'd be like, oh, you're right. Oh my god, he would charm the bees. The bees would become like a swarm like the smoke monster. (laughs) And then Ben has two smoke monsters, except one of them's a swarm monster. (laughs) And they're like, wait, is this a person or is this just a swarm of bees? And he's like, it's just a swarm of bees. (laughs) And they're like, we should have known. Can you imagine if everyone was like, what's the smoke monster? And Damon and Carlton were like, it's a swarm of bees. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, sometimes it kind of sounds like a swarm of bees. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so, yeah. Shall we Shall we delve in? Yes. Oh my god, yes. Also, by the way, I think B-Bomb is the greatest contribution like anyone has ever made to the affection of <laughs> B-Bomb. It also kind of makes me think of like B-Bomb, like B-A-L-M. Yes! Oh okay, shout out to our sponsors, Burt's Bees. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> ad? I'd like to thank you for your all your support. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you. Ow! I just pulled my own headphone out. Um, spoiler section. This is gonna be great. I know. I was like, is that is that part of our ad? Yeah. <laughs> Ow! I need some lip balm. <laughs> we should wish we had a video. We could just put Charlie to a lip balm ad. Got some beasts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop it, I like that. I like that bee sting that was on his neck that looked like a massive pimple. Okay, but it did though. <laughs> it was so gross. It looked like a huge zit. I was like, why does it look like that? I want to pop it. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I had in the spoilers thing was just that Sun's always talking about how sucky her dad is, and like, yep. I can't remember Sun's dad at all. Me either, to be honest. Oh, he's garbage. Why? Well, I mean, he's the one who's making Jin do all these terrible things, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, what, is, and what then, does his company even do? I think it's uh, automotive. Okay. Uh, that's my f- first thought. Samsung lithium batteries. Oh, my God. <laughs> Son's dad is responsible for the exploding phones. <laughs> that's terrible. 
I'm actually gonna look it up just to make sure. But um, also, something that's awesome is that when Sun comes back from the island as one of the um, mm-hmm. Oceanic Six, oh, she loves and she Oceanic shows up and just goes, guess what, Dad? Just bought a big stock in your company. I own this company, too, now. Yeah, she yes, comes up. Queen. She's like, yes, it's mine Oh, now. my gosh. I am so smart. Why? Pike heavy. Pike? Pot? Pack? Pack? Pike? Come on, you can do this. Park. I never know how to pronounce it, because they sometimes do it Park. both ways. Pack Heavy Industries, a.k.a. Pack Motors, Pack Automotive. It was me. I knew it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm really smart. I'm so proud of you for knowing something about Lost that you already knew. I, I can't believe I, like, had to check. I was yeah, like, so oh, I'm not sure. That's like me having to look up the Battlestar fact. <laughs> the next thing... Oh, is just all the stuff about Adam and Eve. <laughs> So I episodes. Hashtag across the sea. Oh my god. Also, okay, so this was Jillian's question. Why are the skeletons still there? How many years has it been? It's gotta be thousands of years because like, it was like 80 Yeah, one. he goes 40 or 50 years. And but, I'm like, okay, so 40 or 50 years happen, the clothes deteriorate, and then they just stop. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Is it the island? Like... Oh, uh, yeah, it must have been thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Way, 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 way before even Richard showed up. Yeah. Yeah, because so, like, I thought it was, like, AD 1 when Claudia died. It was, like, Roman yeah, era or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, like... Mm. Unless the island was, like, I will stop them from deteriorating a but certain But why would they point. choose that point? 40 years in, the clothing's already like done? They thought about these people way in season six, and they're like, ooh, let's wrap this up. But that one line was just one discrepancy. It's like the outlier. And, like, anything can be explained away with island magic. That's yeah. a good thing to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I wish that, like, they'd been laying it out that long, but, like, they have the story beats laid out, but not, like, the actual yeah. tie-in. So I can't yeah. remember. I mean, the- he does say 40 or 50 years, maybe longer. Yeah. yeah. So but, I like, can't, that much longer. I can't remember. Why does How does the man in Black's body end up in there if he got thrown into the source? Um, okay, so what happened was Jacob threw him into the light of the island. Yeah. And then his body came out the other side. Oh, okay. Uh, then, um, he put his body with Mother's body, and then as the smoke monster, he just likes to inhabit other people's bodies, but he can always inhabit his own body. Oh, okay. So if he wanted to, he could inhabit Mother's body, but he doesn't. Oh, I should hope not. Yeah. Oof. That would be, they'd be like, Alice and Janney, come back! <laughs> Freaking Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney. Like, one of them, has to be one of the most iconic, like, TV actors of our time. Yeah! Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, do you want to come do our show for one episode? And they're like, she's like, yeah. Hell yeah, I get to be part of the Lost Cannon? Oh my god, but yeah. uh, I would, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. The white and black stones that they have oh. are, are from Jacob and MIB's game. Game. Right? Yeah. You know, I can't believe I thought that one worked out. That we were talking about, we were talking about how like this, like this, like Battlestar Galactica were shows that like that we we thought were like all about science, and then we found out begrudgingly it's about faith. Yeah, no, they were always about faith. Yeah, like what the hell was I thinking about? Like I, 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 I don't like, know. Oh, this is a science show, blah blah. blah. And I was like, wait, no, this is a very faith heavy based show. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that realization that the thing that you want was not the thing that you got and, yeah. you, and then you're mad about it and it's like but it doesn't make sense to be mad about it because I willfully ignored what the show was telling exactly. me like Battlestar was always telling me this is a show about religion and I was like la 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 
I have a question about the dog. So, the timeline for the dog is a little foggy to me right now. Maybe it's just because I haven't watched In Translation in a really long time. Uh-huh. But, so, pretty much what happens in In Translation is that Mr. Pike, or Pac, or whatever, however you pronounce that, I don't know. Son's dad. Says... Go and send this guy a message because he has disappointed me. Go give him a message. Mm-hmm. And Jin's like, got it. And like goes and is just like, hey, um, Mr. Pike does, is not really pleased with you. He'd like you to do something that's not that. And the guy's like, oh, cool, thanks. That sounds great. I'll make sure to not do that anymore. Uh, here's my here's my daughter's dog to make sure that uh to 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 make sure that you feel know that you're appreciated. Wait, they gave the dog away? Yeah. What the frick? He he like goes to like deliver the message and the guy's like, "Here, because you didn't kill me, here's a dog." Now, do you think the dog came before or after she found out of the infertility issue? I don't know. Cuz I thought it was like maybe like a you yeah, can take that's care what of we're, this. Yeah, that's what thing? I was thinking. Because she couldn't like, have a child? Hello, this is a message from the future. Son does have the dog when she learns about the infertility issue. Thank you. Yeah, maybe, but also, like, so he brings home this dog and, like, gives her the dog and it's a puppy. And then the next time that he is there is he comes home and the dog is a big dog now and he has blood on his hands. And we're supposed to know in in translation that that's literally, like, supposed to be, like, two days later. <laughs> he's like, you didn't give the message. Go give the message. Oh. And so he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then the other guy was going to come kill him, but he punched the guy instead. And what? be like, I just saved your life. And then comes home with his hands all bloody. And so I'm like, what is the timeline for this dog? How quickly do dogs... <laughs> Dogs, I got, dogs I, I can't believe I have to tell you this, but dogs don't grow that fast in two days. Nope. Well, well, you don't know what she's feeding them. Yeah. Also, I thought maybe to make sense of it, it could potentially be like the day that that happened was when he went and found Jai Lee mm-hmm. and like punched Jai Lee a whole bunch of times. And then Jai Lee ended up like falling onto his car with the necklace and stuff. And so I thought, oh, maybe that's what it was because then the dog is is big enough. That would make but, more sense. Yeah, but then in in translation, it's, like, literally supposed to be that because they have the, like, same flashback. Of course, like, one of the plot holes that, like, Robin notices is dog-related. <laughs> unless, unless someone was feeding that dog, like, boom up and, like... Like, just eating, yeah. you know, the dog was just chowing down on Korean food for two days, you know? That's what happens to me when I eat If that dog food. was chowing down on Korean food for two days, it's just gonna be a really, like... <laughs> Actually, that dog would be so happy. That dog would be so happy. That would be the happiest dog in the whole world. Oh, sundubu <laughs> What did you just say? I want, I want, I want the uh, spicy to- hot, uh, tofu stew. Is that what that is? Sundubu yeah. It's so good. Jillian knows things. Oh, it's so good. I ordered it too much at the restaurant that they wouldn't let me order it anymore. Dude, what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, but the, that, that dog ages quite fast. He's so cute, though. He's like a dog. The lady says, have you been taking your English lessons? And she's like, yes. Which is another thing about how the she was taking the English lessons from Jai Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I like and that they brought also, that back. She says, it's at 11.15, and 15 is one of the numbers. What are the what are the numbers, Robin? You have you have them tattooed. What are they? Yes. Um. Well, let me check my calf. Oh yeah, you gotta consult them, of course. Four. 
eight, 15, mm-hmm. 16, 23, 42, if my tattoo is correct and I checked multiple times before I got it. I feel like it definitely is. Yeah, I feel yeah. like of all guides that you should use when looking the at one. the loss numbers, just ask Robin to t- text you like a pic of her calf. Yeah, yeah. I've got one ready, so I don't have to take a new one every time. Oh, that's a good Someone idea. Asks. Yeah. Okay, so I can't remember this. The Quan that was on the wall, was that Sun or was that supposed to be Jin? Hmm? I think that it was supposed to be either of them, but then Sun became a mother, mm-hmm. which was a <laughs> um, a deal breaker, and so it ended up being Jin. Okay. Why is Sun becoming a mother a deal breaker? Candidates. I guess you can't have a kid if you're a ca- to be a candidate. Either that or I think it might have just been... I don't think that's an official rule from what I remember. I think it was Jacob being like, I just don't want you to leave your kid. Yeah, that probably could have been good guy Jacob. Doesn't that mean that all the candidates were were men then? Um, Well, Kate was originally, but then she somehow became a... uh, Or then she she kind of became Aaron's mother. Yeah, Kate took responsibility for Aaron. But no, but like, I think it has to be like, if either... Oh, wait. Yeah, that is weirdly sexist. Because Jin shouldn't be separated from his child either. Yeah. Oh, that's really uncomfortable. Jacob! Oh, that's so uncomfortable! Ew! Hi, it's me from the future again. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I just wanted to bring up the fact that Jacob has never had any father figures and only mother figures, so that might be a thing. Sorry, okay, get back to regularly scheduled programming. Because, like, if you look at the list of, of candidates, like, there are loads of people on there. Like, Anna Lucia was on there, mm-hmm. Libby was on there, but we know Anna Lucia was, was going to be a mother. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't, and, but she died, <laughs> so she uh, didn't get to be one. Why, people really hated Anna Lucia, but every time I watch it, I don't quite understand why they hated her so much. See, I did not like Anna Lucia when I was first watching. I legitimately vividly remember really watching season two for the first time in 2010 and i texted my friend or something just like man i hate anna lucia i wish she'd just die <gasps> and i looked back at the tv and michael shot her robin like you did that i made anna <laughs> i, I killed really anna, like lucia. anna lucia i gotta i can't wait till we get to that part in the rewatch because like i think a lot of misogyny played into like the hatred of anna lucia so like yeah. i want to see her through like through these much wiser eyes. Yes, definitely. Just like Shannon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah now, like, yeah. I would die for Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Who I missed in this episode, by the way. Yeah. Where were Shannon yeah. and Boone? It said on Lostpedia that this was the first and only time that Boone was in an episode alive without speaking lines. Oh. Ian Summerholder's like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Um, the last thing in spoilers that I had was that when Michael cuts the handcuff off, Jin actually has that handcuff, that, like, half a handcuff on for, like, almost, like, a full season, I think. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's, like, it's on for a long time. Yeah. Why? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. How's he gonna take it off? Yeah. Didn't Sawyer have the key? Uh... I'm- I don't think so, otherwise he would have taken it off, I assume, especially when they were friends. How do you, how do you think um, how did he eventually get it off? I think my thought is like what I'm seeing in my head is like a saw of some so. sort, but I don't remember the 
context of that at all. Let me look up on Lostpedia just in case. Worst accessory ever. Yeah, that sucks. Poor Daniel De Kim. Yeah, he's like, this is not even cute. Can't speak any English. Has to wear a has to wear a uh, uh, ex- uh, handcuff, handcuff around his arm. I can't believe he kept the handcuff on for that long. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Okay, it looks like it'll tell me handcuffs. Kate was handcuffed on the plane with Marshall after Jin attacked Michael. Saeed and Sawyer handcuffed him to a large part of the plane debris. Michael later freed him, but Jin was forced to wear one half of the handcuffs until Locke cut them off with bolt cutters in the Swan Station. Oh, that's the beginning of season two. But why? Where? Did, so where did the key go? I have no idea where the key went. I think because Kate had the key when she took herself out of the plane, and I assume that it was just lost after that. Oh yeah, I guess they lost it in the crash. So they had a pair of handcuffs to use just the once. They were one-time use handcuffs. I guess so, and then they broke them immediately. Well, that should. is so Sawyer. <laughs> See, I knew Lostpedia would tell me. a pair of handcuffs while having breakfast with- God, Ben was the worst! Yep. I say this with affection. Juliet handcuffed herself to Kate in order to gain her trust. Frank was handcuffed oh, to I a helicopter. Oh, I love that episode. Juliet. Hurley was handcuffed. Saeed was brought aboard 316. What appears to be plastic handcuffs. Hmm. Blah, blah. Yeah. Lots of handcuffs. I wonder how much the Saeed stuff's gonna hold up. That's what I'm really nervous about. Yeah. Especially since it's like, this is like very post 9-11. See, one of my favorite Saeed episodes is in this season. Mm -hmm. It's called, um, The Greater Good. And it's about how his friend was, uh, he was trying to convince him to be a suicide bomber. Oh my god. And it's actually like, from what I remember, and I haven't watched it in a while, but it was, like, one of my favorite ones just because Naveen was so good in it. And, yeah. like, they were both such good actors. But, like, now I'm thinking, like, the the content of the episode was probably not great. Yeah, not good, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, the, the, I guess the, the quote-unquote wokeness of the characters is just, <laughs> just not, it's just not here yet, if that makes sense. There's still kind of shadows of what, like, stereotypes are, you know? And, like, how, what humor was at that time, which is, like, everyone was, like, racism is okay because, like, they lived in a really politically charged time. And, I mean, so do we, but now it's, like, everyone's on Twitter saying, don't say that, fool! You know, I mean, like, think about it. Like, the estranged black dad, the controlling Korean husband, yeah, the fat dude. A lot dude, of the, caricatures. Yeah, the, 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 the Muslim, uh, like, suicide bomber, ter- uh, uh, torturous kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they seem like, but I guess they ended up subverting a lot of it, but... I don't know. It's kind of interesting of what was going on in the planning stages. They were like, we're going we're gonna to show all this diversity. Let's start out with these stereotypes, you know? Right. Someone should ask Damon about that because I bet he has a really interesting answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hint, hint, Robin, hint, hint. It's almost been one year since I met Damon. Aww. I know. My true love, the light of my life. <laughs> Those are all the things I have for spoilers. Didn't didn't you have a thing, Brittany, that you wanted me to like write? I, and I wrote... Down it was the it was us that? talking about how like dog. The, the dog was like a uh, sort of placement for the baby. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so those are all my spoiler things. Do you guys have any other thoughts? I don't think so. I'm pretty thought it out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, outro time again. Okay. Thank you again for being here, Jillian. This is super fun. <laughs> Genuinely. 
Thank you for being here. Aww, I'll roast you later, fun. but it was really we'll fun. We'll have you again in season two if you like. I really like this a lot. I want to be on a podcast. This is fun. <laughs> you could always come, like, hang out with us. I love I actually love it. I yeah. mean, I think a lot of it is because, like, I miss seminars, but a lot of it's also because I like the sound of my own voice. So, <laughs> so I, think it plays, I think it plays into my intellectual it's egoism ego. um, quite well. Um, and I love Lost. So this See, is a lot of fun. You think that, but then when you hear your own voice played back, you're gonna want to die. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to listen to it. I just gotta listen to it for all the shit things that I said. <laughs> gonna be like, oh god, is somebody gonna like roast me on Twitter for like being like too like I don't know up in there? Like, yep. You know? No, we'll I think see. I think B bomb will be the most iconic thing. B bomb. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so aside from that, thanks for being here today. Something smells really bad in our apartment right now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> anyway, Robin, do you go to? Yep. Uh, you can follow both of us on Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr at the Aficionados, and you can follow me personally at Robin E Jeffrey. That's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y. Pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at B R I T T A N I A with an underscore. <laughs> what are you doing? Jillian's got like the late night crazies because she just was trying her, to end the pod. I know. Sorry. She put a headband under her nose and then like lo- stared at me while I was doing my like tw- spelling out my Twitter until I noticed. See, I never get to mess with her podcast until now, so yeah. that's good. Um, you can follow Jillian on Twitter at G I G I A N S E. It's a picture of me looking at a ladybug. I took that picture actually. And um, her Twitter used to have stuff, but she deleted it all so that she could seem cool. <laughs> Blank Twitter. Being cool. So the only tweet that she has is a, a birthday cake that we bought. <laughs> a sheet cake we bought at Costco. Yep. For the two of us. Yep. And then uh, we our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating. It's a it's a pensive. It's a, it's a pensive. And also, I can't imagine why people fund this nonsense, but thank you for doing it anyway. Yeah, we appreciate all of you so much. So much. Okay, say, okay, I love you, bye, and take that off your face. <laughs> okay, I love you, bye! <laughs> we love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Bye. Bye. Oh, you guys have an inside joke. How absolutely wonderful for you both. This is the spoiler section for episode 107, The Moth, featuring Robin's cousin, Aaron. do, 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 do. That was fun. Final spoiler segment! By far our worst one! Woo! Alright, is there anything that you guys are trying, are just trying really hard to keep in for the spoiler segment? I just love expose so much. I love Exposé too, genuinely. I do not understand this opinion. It's just the really? funniest episode of all time. Brittany, rewatch Exposé. I'm genuinely. going to. It has the, one of the best. It has one of the best endings to an episode, I believe. We're up to like, we're, we're getting close to the finale on our rewatch of season one. Okay. Well, you should watch. You should watch Exposé by itself so that you can get the actual Exposé feeling. Okay. Yeah, because it's all going on back there. 
It's beautiful. I really genuinely do love Expose. It is art. The first thing I want to talk about the spoiler segment was all of the times that the numbers show up. I just cannot wait until the episode called Numbers, in which we're allowed to just talk about the numbers. Yes. <laughs> freely, in the regular segments. But Jack says that they crashed eight days ago. Uh, Michael did eight years of construction. And he says that they can go in four at a time. Did they plan this? Yeah. Oh, 100% they did. Oh my god. Uh, and then when Charlie goes backstage, Liam is with four girls. That one's a stretch. One thing that made me sad. Yeah, it is. Is that Charlie's Lord of the Rings tattoo says nine and not eight, which kind of makes me sad because Jack's tattoo says five and not four. How hard would it it be to just take a Sharpie? Just make it an eight. Yeah. (laughs) Just make it an eight, whatever. For real. Close enough. Then also... Drive Shaft would be going on an eight-week tour. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, those are all the ones for numbers. But we will go to other things. Uh, so the Virgin Mary statue is foreshadowing to the Nigerian plane with all of the Virgin Mary statues with heroin in them, and Charlie keeps them, and it's important to him. The Virgin Mary statue. When did the Mer- Virgin Mary statues end up actually showing up? It's probably late season one, right? Um... I would say that the first time that we see the Nigerian plane is in Deus Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which is when Boone finds it and then falls down. Okay. Um, and then I do believe, if I'm remembering correctly, which I probably am, Boone gets up into the plane and then locks like, sup? And then Boone takes the Virgin Mary statue out and goes, this is what's up here, you dummy, and then throws it on the ground and locks sees that there's heroin inside. Is what I'm seeing in my head. Also, when does Boone die? Boone dies the next episode, which is called Do No Harm. Okay. Yeah. There was harm done. Was Boone always... Did they always plan to kill Boone this season? I I don't know if they planned to kill Boone, but I do believe they planned to kill somebody. Okay. Ooh, I have a fun fact. Oh, what is it? Um, When this season was first airing, they mm-hmm. were like halfway through the season airing, Jorge told his mother that they were killing off a main character this season, and she said, oh no, I hope it's not Sawyer. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> and Jorge was like, wow, we don't care about her, I guess. Why is that? Like, his mom is you. <laughs> Guys, this just in, I'm Jorge's mom. I knew it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Yeah. This explains so much. The next spoiler thing that I had was that they're talking about how Charlie wrote the songs, which we learn about in Fire and Water, which is the episode where Liam goes a little uh, bonkers and and misses his daughter's birth and kind of starts to try and clean himself up. I don't remember that episode. Uh, I don't remember that at all. Okay, well, it's in season two, and Charlie writes a nice song, and he's like, we finally now can bring the band back, and it'll be great. And Mm. Liam's like, okay, sounds good. And then when Charlie gets home... Uh, Liam has sold his piano that he got from his, from their mother for Christmas, like a bajillion years ago, and for drugs. And it's sad. That is sad. That is really sad. Seems like essential backstory. Yeah, and then Charlie's really upset. That I missed. Yes. Yeah. And we will, we will learn it in Fire and Water. Okay, good. Stay tuned. season two. Yeah. Then, uh, just about Scott and Steve. And how they're always getting mixed up. And then even after one of them dies, which I think is Scott, but I I honestly, I get them mixed up too. So now I have to look up which one actually died. 
What did they die? Or how did they die? Yeah. Uh, Ethan killed him. Who? Oh. Ethan. Oh, that guy. Scott survived the island for 28 days before he was murdered, most likely by Ethan. Yeah, so Scott's the one who died. And Steve's the one who... Oh, most likely by Ethan. So I guess it could have been a different other, but they just assumed it was implied. Yeah, you know Ben doesn't Uh, go out to do his own dirty work. Ethan's probably contributing to the knockout counter a little bit. Seems like a knockouty guy. Yeah, he does actually. He knocks out Jack at least once by kicking him in the head. (laughs) Disrespectful. Yeah, just not very nice at all. And then I have one right by Jack is not a saint, which... I don't really have that many points. Just that, no, he's not. Jack has issues. <laughs> because Jack has, like, done a whole heckin' lot. The The thing that comes to my mind first is when he was like, my wife is texting someone or is calling someone, and also so's my dad. They must be calling each other and having a secret affair. <laughs> now I will yell at both of them. Screaming! Yeah, That's quite the leap. Uh, also that when Saeed gets hit, we know it's Locke, and the reason is because Locke doesn't want to get off the island. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was the lady. What lady? Oh, you thought it was Rousseau. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and you said, is it a name of a philosopher? And I said yes, and you thought and it was Rousseau. I was Rousseau like, oh, Locke. yeah, yeah, Robin. Oh, my God, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, that's a fun See, I knew. Cute. I knew. I remembered. That's because you just watched the episode. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> the next thing I have written down is expose spoiler tour thingy. Should we talk about our tour? Yeah. All right. Let's go We went to the Cape Sawyer waterfall. I, I, I swam in it. You sure did. I did not and swim in it because why? it was very no, dirty. No, I know. That was, it was, it wasn't. It was well, just dirt. It looked brown. It was completely brown. The water was murky. It would probably rain. Uh. But it was important for me to get in there, so I did. But when we were walking back, the tour guide said there have been three times that we have seen this waterfall. Or that there are, like, yeah, three times that characters have come to this waterfall. Can you name all three? And I immediately got the first two, which is Sawyer and Kate getting the case. Okay. Number two, which was Ajira Flight 316 crash lands. Mm -hmm. And Kate, Jack, and Hurley all go to the waterfall. They gotta go back. Or find Hurley and Kate at the waterfall, Jack does, and then I couldn't think of the third one, and then Aaron shows up. Like a hero. Me the third one. Expose. I can't believe you got so Expose. Super fan. Expose. Uh, Nikki and Paolo. Just because I'm, I'm always thinking about Nikki and Paolo, so. Yeah. I just I worry for came them. right to me. How are they doing? Uh, doing not good. This? No, not good. Things, things are not good. <laughs> Uh, what else should we talk about on our tour? Oh, just that we went to the place where Desmond and Penny met, which is actually the same church as where Charlie and Liam are. Yeah. Oh, is that when he tells her that he was a monk? Yeah, that's like uh, the... That's the courtyard. Yeah. Monastery. And she's like yeah. unloading something from her car. Yeah. I See, I forget a lot of things, but I'll remember everything Desmond related, so mark yeah. that right down. <laughs> And the exact same location was Oxford for when Desmond went to go see Faraday in the constant. Mm-hmm. Right, right, of course. Um, and it was it was also Echo's church is a different room. Oh. Uh, Going on that tour, it like loses a little bit of the magic because like, some of the scenes are just filmed in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's oh, like, they just pulled over in a random spot. Yeah, it was the uh, like um, them hiding hiding from the smoke monster in that tree 
It's just yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. How did they do that? Oh, I don't. Yeah, that's crazy. They just made it rain, and then they set up the camera. The magic of movies. We also went to the the Richard Alpert tree from Abaterno, where he like buried uh, Isabella's necklace. We were, well, we were near the tree. We we saw it from the yeah. That was really um, cool from the road. Yeah, it's just it so awesome. beautiful. I almost cried. And <laughs> but not in a Robin way. In like, oh, this is beautiful. Stop. Like, not in a Robin way. And <laughs> like, I'm overwhelmed with fandom. That's literally Robin in a nutshell, though. Overwhelmed with fandom. God. It's literally like you geek so hard that it like you cry. The other place that I cried was Dharmaville. Oh, I know that was on your Snapchat. That was a great day. I want to tweet that picture of Aaron that I have in Dharmaville from the Aficionados Twitter. I'm gonna do that. Mm. Do it. I don't remember being involved in a picture. That's the best part. Uh, You posed for it, so don't lie. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. (laughs) Okay, but it's just like a little YMCA kids camp, right? Yeah, those those houses are actually really small. They filmed the interiors in uh, a different location, yeah. and uh, they only filmed the exteriors there. Which it is just, just a camp just for a kids. kids camp. Yeah. So that's not Juliet's house. Uh, not, we not, didn't see not her the there. No. Of it, no. Ugh, devastating. Can you imagine if Elizabeth Mitchell walked out of one of those houses and I'd be like, "Why am where's Ashton? Why am I on Punked right now?" Yeah, it's like wow, dated reference. It's from High School Musical. Oh my god, even more dated reference. Not from real life. Cool. Maybe we'll get to meet Ashton. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's the quote. My entire like existence with Robin is her making High School Musical jokes and me going. <sighs> my favorite High School Musical quote is. Ducky, how's, how's my, my dashing boy? boy? <laughs> I knew it! Wow! You know how I know that? How? It was because when Dash was still alive, Dash was my dog. And so the quote is, Ducky, how's my dashing boy? And one time, Aaron walked into my house, saw Dash, and went, Dashy, how's my ducking boy? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It's That's like fantastic. Was... Aaron, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I hope you had a good time. It was fun. Thank, thank you both you. of you. Thank you, both of you. <laughs> great. You are so great. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, and I'm not going to spell it again because I don't want to. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Say it again. You can follow me on Twitter at 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 Aaron Grinneveld. Do you guys say at at or do you just say at? We just usually just say at. One at? I get what you're com- where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. At Aaron Groovy Veld. Groovy Twitter has Veld. ruined the English language. Yeah. You yeah, can also it really follow has. us at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and a whole bunch of places. And also our Patreon, which we would appreciate your help with. It's offensive! Huh? Oh! It's offensive! <laughs> a pensive! And I was like, what does a pensive have to do with any of this? From Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> Great. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 I'm a bloody rock god. This is the spoiler section for episode 108, Confidence Man, featuring Jess and some not great audio conditions. Sorry in advance. 
I have so many numbers in this episode. <gasps> yes. Oh, great. Okay. Well, why don't we start with the numbers? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Shannon has four refills on her inhaler. Four is yes. one of the numbers. Mm. Um, 116,000, $116,000, $160,000. 16 is a number. Yeah. And I know 160 is not six, but it's close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Louisiana, yeah. Sawyer says that Louisiana will invest two thirds of the drilling costs. And if you take the slash out, 23 is one of the numbers. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, I went, yeah, I went bigger yes. or went home on this one. Um, Kate says you were just a kid, eight, maybe nine years old. And yes. eight is one of the numbers. Wow. And this one, don't even ask me how I caught this. Uh, Sawyer tells David and Jessica, we'll get the money back a week from tomorrow, which is eight days from now. David, how did you catch that? Oh my, oh my God. gosh, you went hard. I try. That wow, was genuinely that was awesome. So those are my numbers. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Let's see what I've got uh, in the spoiler section here. So the first thing I have is Sawyer saying, you weren't exactly supposed to see that. When we do go into Long Con, he literally says the exact same line to Cassidy. I hate him. Yes, he does. He thinks he's so smooth. And she is not so dumb. Nope. Also, Saeed says the man responsible, and we do know that it was a man responsible. It was Locke. Yeah. And that's why he tries so hard to hide it. Uh, also, Frick, Frick Locke for, like, just being like, here's me covering my own butt in this episode. <laughs> he, yeah. He just annoys me so much that he did that. Yep. Sawyer was just such an easy target. Uh, we have Claire writing in her journal, and we know that's going to be really important once Claire is when once Claire comes back with amnesia. She's also she also has a book of astrology, and I don't know if it happened yet. But at one point, she tells Kate she can do her star chart, which isn't really yeah, a spoiler. That a but ago, yeah. yeah, that's oh, something I noticed. That's so cute, though. Claire is like yeah. the most pure. She's adorable. Yep. Also, Shannon has asthma and she had an inhaler. So they do find Shannon's inhaler in season six uh, in an episode called Lighthouse. And it's it's thought of that she probably discarded it when she didn't need it anymore. Um, either that or that's where it ended up. Which is wild. Like, how did they remember that six seasons later? Because they're smart and I like, love them. what an obscure detail. They're like, a yep, couple yeah. of you are really crazy about this and you'll get it. This is for right? you. Like, I wish uh, TV shows remembered things like that these days. Oh, Hurley is really impressed by Jack helping Shannon breathe better. And he says, Wow, man, that was awesome. I mean, that was like a Jedi moment. And uh, we know that Hurley really loves Star Wars, especially from the episode in season five called Some Like It Hoth. Oh my god, I forgot about that episode. I love every time he mentions Star Wars. Yeah, he's so like cute. back in time and decides he's going to write The Empire Strikes Back and make it better. I, I can things. only imagine Hurley, like the moment he has the epiphany that it hasn't been written yet and he can do the mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. also, how could you improve on Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. I, I'm, I can't remember exactly what he says about it. I mean, you, I don't know that you can improve on it, but you can be the guy who gives George Lucas the idea. 
Oh my then god. Be, yeah. Then he'd be a big deal. Have even more money than he made in the lottery. <laughs> right, because he needs more. Yeah, because the last thing Hurley needs is money. Because he, yeah. he has really good luck with a lot of money, so I'm sure he wants more. Yep. Charlie mentions that Hurley must have a secret stash somewhere, and in season two, he does end up stashing the food from the hatch, uh, and that comes to a head in an episode called Dave. So that's a thing that. I think that's foreshadowing. I think that counts. I think so. That's interesting because yeah. Jessica's husband's name was David. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't think that was like something that they were like, ah, yes. No, but, I don't either. But it's a cool coincidence. It's just a yeah. weird connection. They were like, what should we name this guy? Dave. Dave. Uh, those are all my spoilers. The only other thing I can think of is that um, when I was talking about the, the Sawyer and the self-loathing thing, like, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that he, in search of the actual Sawyer, was misled and killed a guy who was not actually mm-hmm. Sawyer, and that really fuels yeah. a lot of his self-hatred. Was, yeah. That, yeah. was that not only right, has he yeah. become a guy who's conning people, but he's killed someone who had nothing mm-hmm. to do with any of this, and there's no yep. way he can ever get rid of that. Yes. So that's really that's a heavy thing to carry hands. around. Yeah. Totally. Ugh. Poor Sawyer. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did a little research after I rewatched, and I forgot about that for a while, too, but poor Sawyer. I cry for him all the time. <laughs> that's what <laughs> you spend your days doing. That's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's not having any of my crap today. <laughs> She's really Sorry, not. I'm literally exhausted. I get five hours of sleep a She's night. She's out of her element. Yeah. yeah. She's in a strange place recording. Would you say I'm she's sure. a stranger in a strange land? <gasps> Shut Stop up. it. Don't talk about that episode. We don't talk about that episode. <laughs> Every time I see Jack's tattoos, I have, like, war flashbacks. Yes. Right? It's like, what t- episode of uh, television have you ever truly suffered watching? That one. That one is... Stranger in a strange land. I am so uncomfortable with all a stranger in a strange land. <laughs> it's so rough. I kind of like, can't, can't wait to drag what happens it. on the island. I'm sure what happens on the island is fine, but the flashbacks are so cringy. Like, I remember Damon talking about it and being like, he started by flying a kite. He was flying a kite. Did he think that was meaningful or something? He's like, I don't know. Like, he probably didn't doesn't know what he was thinking. <laughs> Damon's like, I'm sorry for that episode. That's, That's when you're like... episode I apologize for. When a showrunner is, like, too deep into, like, the showrunner crazy and just decisions get made. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Jess for coming on again. This was really fun. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. You're the best. It was a great time. Yeah, we're so excited to have you back when, hopefully, you know, my head is in an okay space and I can make more jokes. <laughs> you made I'm plenty. You're joke. fine. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell us so. your... Do you want to tell us your Twitter one more time? Uh, yes, my uh, Twitter and Tumblr are both at youovercomeit, which is a line from the hundred for those of you who don't watch, and I'm sure you can spell it. But then watch, and then come listen to us so that yeah. you can get all our jokes. Um, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia with an underscore at the end. And uh, you can also follow at the Autos on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon if you can help us out. We would really appreciate it. That's patreon.com slash theaffectionados. Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! Okay, love you, bye! It's about bunnies. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Stay tuned for more spoiler sections coming soon. While you're waiting for season two, we've got some other podcasts. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We've talked all about season four and season five will be coming soon. If it hasn't started already by the time that 
I put this up, I don't know. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we'd like to talk about that show too. We talked all about season one, and maybe by the time this goes up, we'll be done season two. We also recently posted an interview with Andrea Gabriel, who played Nadia, so you gotta go check that out. You can follow at the Aficionados all over the place, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow Brittany at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Our guest social medias will all be included in the description. If you like what we do here, please consider donating at patreon.com slash theafficionados. It's expensive to run so many podcasts, so if you're a fan, consider donating. Okay, love you, bye!